Hey everybody, we're back. It's another episode. <laughs> it's another episode of, is it that deep though? My voice is deeper in this episode because I just flew back from Seattle and I think I was about to like maybe take a nap. I was in a TikTok wormhole in my it bed. Happens. And so I was, <laughs> if you had like been like, can you wait another hour? I would have been like child. Oh, I gotta. <laughs> I'm No, I'm so sorry. So No, 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 it's okay. It's just um, that, I don't, I don't know, long day. No, I, I feel it. How was like the trip and like traveling back? Because y'all are two hours behind us. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the only reason why I'm not asleep is because Seattle time is obviously just two hours behind. Yeah. So it was fine. I mean, it's just I was literally running around all day for like four days straight. And oh, so man. finally coming home and being like, I can just lay in bed all day and read, mm-hmm. like watch TikToks or whatever. I feel like <laughs> I watched, I'm trying to make more time to watch TikToks because I'm trying to better curate my algorithm. Like I've, oh. I've noticed that they keep showing me pictures of kids. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like, is that my TikTok? <laughs> That's not what I'm into. I don't want to see people's children. And then like every now and then they'll show me like an interracial couple's TikTok. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> Yeah, that's not, not now. I, when I see that hashtag, hashtag interracial couple, I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Like, Were y'all, you, that's your brand? Your brand is literally, I'm black and he's white. Aren't we cute and quirky together? Because you wouldn't expect. I just, I just feel like it, when it's a black woman and a white dude, I feel like that hashtag really means, I bet you wouldn't expect him to be with me, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, stand up. Like, ew. If you're, why even have a TikTok with who you're in a relationship with, period. Because it doesn't matter. Friend, I don't know if you were around in the YouTube era when that was a whole brand of YouTube channels. Oh, I remember this. Uh, I wasn't around, but I was aware. Yeah, that was a whole thing. And it was just... (laughs) My white boyfriend brushes out my nappy-ass, motherfucking nappy-rooted-ass hair. (laughs) My poor (laughs) C-girl. My boyfriend sees me in a bonnet for the first time. I know. And I'm just like, what is wrong with, there's something wrong with y'all. Like y'all do race play in the bedroom. (laughs) I feel like they do, they do like role play where he's like Massa or like the, the, the plantation owner's son. And she's the, Mm -hmm. the, (laughs) like, like there's something wrong when you're in a relationship with someone who's not your race. And like, it's a big thing that y'all, y'all talk about a lot. Absolutely. Or like and it's the thing on social media, especially when you present it as like a big part of your online identity and your brand. It's like, y'all just be married in peace or be together in peace. Like, we don't need to know that he saw you in a bonnet and you taught him how to do the Cupid shuffle. There's this TikTok couple, this black guy and this Asian girl. And every time they pop up, I've seen two or three videos of them hit my timeline and each time he's teaching her the electric slide and i'm like why do y'all why do y'all do that like i I, I, that's why i can't i can't think about tiktoks too much because when i realize like i can never get into like the prank ones or the ones that are like especially when it's people like if it's a group of people using existing audio that's Mm -hmm. like a trend Mm -hmm. and they you can tell like they had to practice it and like yeah record several times it's just too fucking corny like don't y'all have better shit to do like i can't imagine just sitting and it's even worse when it's about a relationship and being like Mm -hmm. oh my this other race boyfriend don't know about how to do this or my white woman doesn't know how to fry my chicken correctly or whatever like just stop stop like just be just live and if you find that to be funny just have your little inside jokes with each other like why are you sharing that (laughs) i don't know and i don't like it there was one where i mean i feel bad for saying it but there was one it was this black guy and this white woman the white woman was very very old like she looked elderly and i do not know if she had a genetic presentation or what but she just looked really 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 old and the guy was in like his 20s and they were doing all the trends back when they did like the busted challenge she had done it and then the the lights flipped up or something like that and it was her and i was like i don't know if they're doing this for shock or if you guys if he works at a nursing home and he's just having one of the people who he works to pretend to be his girlfriend i don't know but it was like a whole season on i don't know it's probably real remember the the mm-hmm. video the, there was this white girl about to do the busted ja- busted challenge and as soon as she <laughs> dropped down it's dr umar <laughs> he just sits back and like folds his arms and like takes a deep sigh 
I, I saw this. I saw this TikTok <laughs> yesterday, where it's like the the point of view is like you're on a date with like a pro a guy who's like too pro black, <laughs> and it's this woman on the a black woman on the la- left half of the screen on the right hand of the screen. It's Doctor Umar. He's like, I want my woman nappy, nappy hair, dark nappy hair. Then he goes. Caramel skin, light butterscotch. <laughs> oh, sweet. So then he eventually says fudge, and I'm like, it's fudge, it's fudge dark. I think I fudge is dark. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> he says like, like 10 different, like, foods, <laughs> <laughs> 10 different Part chocolates that were like actually like milk chocolate and like lighter. And then he said fudge, and I was like, <laughs> but he kept like screaming, nappy hair, nappy. <laughs> and the woman's just like, oh my god, like, okay, I get it, I get it. <laughs> Umar is so wrong in so many ways, but he's so funny. He's, he's so, so funny. He's a meme. Do you think he knows he's a meme? Absolutely. That's why he's getting donations. Donations. Get no, donations. no. Because the people making the memes and laughing at the memes aren't giving him shit. We're just laughing. <laughs> there are people who do genuinely believe. I don't even think he's a real doctor. Like, that's how I think most of us view him. But there are people who are literally like Dr. Umar as a pillar of the community. Oh, my Lanta. That was a whole thing. I remember when Lovely T, she had made a video years ago about Dr. Umar because he was opening that school that never got open apparently like a psychologist he's a he's a school psychologist but he presents himself as, as like a, a psychologist but it's not even like i don't even know if he made it he wrote a, dissert- a dissertation i don't know but he uses that title like it's i'm just laughing God. at how, how casually you said and so he opened that school that never got open <laughs> it never did the school. I kind of like, so he didn't open the school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I, for. Another TikTok that I. <laughs> it's a TikTok hour. Yeah, this is just a quick TikTok variety hour. The TikTok <laughs> where somebody, somebody, I sent it to you. This guy's answering oh, a question that somebody had sent in the comments. And it says, like, do you support LGBTQ? And he goes, Wait, he's reading it. He goes, do I support LeBron giving back to communities. Of course I support that. Why wouldn't I support that? I think it's really crucial and important that he be investing the money back to the communities. And the way he just, it just rolled off his tongue. Like, Do you support LeBron giving back to community? With a Q? I was like, see, TikTok is better. I've been taking a break from Twitter because um, I think my issue is that I, I started drinking again and I'm stopping because I don't like to drink anymore. But mm-hmm. I when I drink, I get on Twitter <laughs> and oh, then I'm just like saying a bunch of shit. And next day I'm like, people follow me and they can read. <laughs> so, yeah. And I you know how I feel about being perceived. I don't like it. So I was yeah. like, people can tell that I'm being vulnerable. Fuck this. And so I almost deleted my account. But that felt way too final. Oh, way okay. too final so i instead um just deleted the last couple of days where the tweets and <laughs> um and then i logged out so that if i go to it i have to oh, log in yeah so i've i've decided tiktok is just better it's better for mental health yeah. instagram i've only been i've started taking more breaks from the jasmine brand <laughs> Sorry. That's sometimes good. stupid celebrity news makes me laugh, but other times I'm like, I don't want to know what these people do. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Especially, yeah, I won't even go into that today. But yeah, that's just too much. And I think so. I've taken a break off of all of them because I was seeing so many TikToks with people just spending so much money that it was pissing me off. And I was like, I just don't want to see people spend four thousand dollars in a day. Like what I bought as a 24 year old living in Austin, Texas, working at Google. I spent four thousand dollars in a day. It's like, you know what? Good for you. I don't want to see that right now. And my whole for you page was turning into that. And I was like, you know what? Let me take a break. And I wasn't seeing all the little kids like the because I follow these parents who have kids that are so cute. I wasn't seeing them that much. So I was like, you know what? This is this is the universe saying chill. I mean, is there a way to reset your algorithm? Like, do you just have to? I mean, they don't have thumbs down. You can only yeah. like heart things. I think they can tell when like you look through the comments and when you like like because I think that's why I'm seeing kids so much is because there were a couple of videos where I liked people's comments mm-hmm. or something. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, he loves kids. So maybe if you like <laughs> scroll really fast, every time somebody even looks like very put together, just immediately <laughs> scroll and be like, no, that outfit's coordinated too good. 
but it's like, I can't do that. Yeah. Or just seeing like somebody like with their hand on the steering wheel of a Mercedes as they're driving through town. Yeah. Yeah. Because that shit does not. I don't see that at all in my preview on TikTok at all. Really? I couldn't stand yeah. it. I don't like to see people living a better life than me. <laughs> or like being richer than me. I was in first class to Seattle and I I oh, came yeah. back like coach. I flew back coach because I was like, eh, it's kind of weird to like fly first class back to like your apartment in the hood. You know what <laughs> I mean? I was driving or like ordering Lyft Lux rides mm-hmm. to the airport to Seattle throughout Seattle. And then when I landed in Austin, I was like, let me just get the regular fucking <laughs> Because I'm going, I live in the hood still. Like, I'm not out just yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it just feels stupid. So, like, (laughs) but anyways, the difference, let me tell you, white people have this thing where, like, it never fails. They just aren't aware too much. You know, have you ever had a white person stand directly in front of you? All the time. Like a weird personal space thing. So that's not what I'm going to talk about. So I saw these really loud white people that I am now now I'm thinking like were they 16 I thought they were in their 20s but mm-hmm. the way they behaved I was like they've got to be like high school kids yeah. because they were fucking loud in the airport we get into the I, we get into our seats or whatever they end up sitting like in the six like the two rows in front of me mm-hmm. the whole ride they were fucking talking super loud getting up standing up turning around like they were walking I've never seen people walk around so freely and behave so casually on an airplane like usually people like go to sleep right or just watch whatever they can on the screen in front of them whatever like mm. they literally did not shut up the whole plane oh, ride so out, out of a one to ten volume they were like at least a seven the whole time whole time and i was like did y'all not just i mean anyways they said that they actually were coming to visit austin so i guess they didn't talk oh. beforehand before they met up at the airport and mm. it seemed like every hour there was like another random white person that they recognized on the plane and then the volume escalated to like a nine. Oh my gosh and like i did that thing like where i literally looked around like am i the only one who's hearing them like yeah yeah fucking ridiculous like am- i can't be the only one and i literally was like and if i say something to them i'm wrong right right if i, if I say hey do you know that we can can fucking hear you or like right. you know we can hear you you're really loud actually right. most of us would rather just not be this loud can you just take it down like if i say something i'm right. wrong right i swear i was like am i on a school bus like why are they so <laughs> fucking loud they were just so loud i was like is this a sleepover like grow uh, the fuck up i just yes. have never been with a group of people and we weren't aware of our volume right especially in like a tight enclosed space like a plane nobody can leave like we're right. just stuck here and what's even more annoying is that they made friends with the fucking flight attendants so the flight oh, attendants didn't tell them shit because i almost mm. was like bitch if we had like a little bell or buzzer i would have been like can you tell these people to shut the fuck up? Like they are too loud. Every time I started to get into a space where like, I almost was like kind of asleep, Mm -hmm. they would get loud again. And I would, (sighs) and again, looking at the people around me, like, and I can't be the only one who is, is bothered by this. Like, right. I just needed one person to make eye contact with me and roll their eyes. Yeah. And I would have said something to them. Cause I would have been like, you got my back. Hey y'all, excuse me. Y'all are really loud. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I can't so take annoying. shit like that. <laughs> I own like were they? I guess they may have been in college or just had no home training or both. Probably a mix of all of it because like why would you act like that on the plane? I think what it is, it's I correlated with the whole like the people who stand right in front of you. Mm-hmm. They can't tell. It's this thing that white people have, and it it just is a thing that y'all have if you're mm-hmm. listening and you're white. Where like <laughs> y'all have been the default in a lot of things. Y'all have gotten a lot of passes for horrible behavior since the beginning mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of y'all don't know this. Even the liberal as fuck ones, because these people look super fucking (laughs) liberal. There has always been space made for you and you've always walked into places like you fucking own the place because you Mm kind of do like everywhere you walk. You're the default. Most people look like you. Most white people aren't bothered by you. Mm -hmm. So you feel very comfortable and you get too fucking comfortable. And then the rest of us who are we know that like we we just I mean it's home training but it's also like kind of knowing most people don't fucking want me to be here either like I'm black I have to know at some point there's a chance I might be seated next to somebody who's not going to be too pleased right to be next to me like the people in my row were not they did not smile at me and I was like it is what it is it's fine or whatever I know I'm not new to it and then we know we're aware of this and we're even more on our best behavior like we don't want Mm -hmm. it even as women black women especially it's like we've been taught not to take up too much space Mm -hmm. and things like that that's why i love black women who are like loud and outspoken when it comes to being in groups they're not 
familiar with. Like Mm -hmm. if you're ever in a work setting or a school setting and there's that black girl or black woman who like will speak up quickly or volunteer. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to do that. Knowing like you're not the default and a lot of people are probably annoyed that you're even fucking here. So exactly. Yeah, white people don't have that. They just be loud and taking up space and obnoxious. And it's mm-hmm. like, and the people, they were nice. But I was still like, I really was close to telling y'all to shut the fuck up. Oof, I get so boiled. Like, I'm so, I'm pretty chill. I feel like I've never fought anybody. I've never mm-hmm. cursed out a stranger or cursed out anybody, period. But it's in me. <laughs> it's in me to do so if it were to come to that. I'm just very lucky that it's never come to that. Especially in public. Like, I feel like with them too, there's power numbers. If it was just two of them, that's one thing. But I'm sure it was like probably like five or six, right? Like, it was like Oh yeah, it was like six of them. I think it was, it was more like, I'm not like, oh no, I can't go toe to toe with all six of them because I like I don't oh, yeah, think no. it would have been that it's no. more like a, if I say something I'm wrong right, I'm right, right. gonna be the black woman who's being such a bitch to these nice white people and telling them to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. I'm wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's why you have to do the check if you ever wanna <laughs> if there's ever an annoying white person in your presence in public or in like a private space or whatever and you think they're being obnoxious obviously like they didn't get slapped or whooped as children. So they, yeah. yeah, So they think this is okay. And you think I'm going to speak up because they're bothering me. Mm -hmm. Just do a quick look around and see if there are other people on the same page with you before you say anything. Cause if you don't do that check and you speak up, there's a good chance that they're going to look at you like you crazy. Like you're the problem. So just look around and be like, I can't be the only, am I the only one who's witnessing this? Like, is it just me? And if you get at least one or two people who are like, yeah, no, they're, fucking crazy then maybe if you feel like you need to you can speak up and be like sit your ass down or like can you just honestly be quiet that's when you should speak up (laughs) because if you don't do that and you're the only person who does speak up everyone will throw you under the bus even the people who are quietly annoyed they'll just act as if they didn't even notice anything. And it's yeah. like, you get, you know, any type of pushback, everyone's just like, now everyone's looking down or everyone. Uh, yeah, like, that's all it takes is your black word versus white people. And then everybody else around <laughs> looking like they don't looking around, like they don't know what's going on or like they didn't hear anything or, Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's like, okay, cool. Well, in mm-hmm. <laughs> my luck, like me on the flight, they would have like been like, lady, do we need to like, do we need to like land this plane and like <laughs> like the witch whoever i don't know if there's like a marshal on every plane but if there was one he would have been like come 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 over here and he'd immediately stand up <laughs> it's like he would have wow. stood up immediately and been like is there a problem <laughs> anyways um, how was your week or whatever yeah i it's been it's been good i'm almost done with my program Thank goodness. It's been a long time since I've talked about it, Um, but I'm glad it's almost over because I'm ready. I'm ready to go. (laughs) I'm just over it. Like, no, y'all can't see me, but basically what I'm wearing is my hair's not done and a baseball cap. I just swapped the baseball cap for a turban and that's what I was on Zoom all day. No makeup. My my edges out, not laid because I don't care anymore. It's like, what are they going to do? I'm doing therapy with your child. (laughs) What are you going to do? So I'm just at that point where it's like, I'm doing what I need to do. And I'm just ready to get out. But it's good because finally us as a group, we're on the same page in terms of realizing like, you know what? There were things we didn't like about this program. There are things that were okay. And I don't feel like I'm going insane, not liking stuff and feeling I'm the, like I'm the only one. Because we finally had to come to Jesus moment where everyone just like let it all out. On another side, or I guess on the flip side, I started doing yoga. And I always was like, I will never be the type of person to do yoga because I'm just not good at it. And I hadn't done it since college. And even then I did it at like, the UT gym as a fitness thing, but I actually like it. It's really hard for me, but I felt like, okay, I can definitely see myself doing this more. So that's kind of like my, I guess, flower in this week of combustion. How mature. That's nice <laughs> to be like, I'm going to give a rose. Like what, what was, what was your rose? What was your thorn? This <laughs> I hate that. I've never been good at yoga. I don't have the patience. I don't like meditating. I don't like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I learned- fall- I'd be falling asleep because I go in the morning, but it's good when you wake up. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, the point of it is it's not just stretches, but it's like it's kind of like strength building in a sense, like using yes. your own body to do that. And then it's a lot of hold for five seconds. Yes. And breathe out. And I hate me. that shit. I can't do it. Me. <laughs> I have to do upbeat things to take my mind off of things. And I'm not good at like emptying my mind 
we there was this conference I was helping out with this past week and they had a, a speaker and he talked about mindfulness and like mindfulness yeah. things you can do mm-hmm. and like meditation and how that's good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I yeah, 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 yeah. Tell it to the judge. Keep, keep hearing people talk about this shit and it's just not for me, dog. Like it doesn't <laughs> do anything for me. I I don't know. My thoughts race. I ended up thinking about other things I was trying to do that day. Like <laughs> I can't empty my thoughts and just be like, he was like, just sit and like notice how your feet are touching the ground. And, and, and yeah, it's classic. Yeah. And like what? Like just things like that, that I'm like, oh, I, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's definitely like, have it, like put a raisin in your mouth and don't chew on it, but just hold it imagine the taste like just just God. just in the moment recognize the taste and i hate raisins and when we did that in class when we were learning about mindfulness i was like can i get a chocolate chip instead i like, don't have patience for stuff like that i can't and i also don't like to play pretend mm-hmm. i i'm very much rooted in reality mm-hmm. unless it's negative fantasy i was talking to a friend um yesterday about how a lot of times you know, you and I were talking about relationships yesterday. Yeah. And this friend's thing that she was saying was basically just a, like, oh, I thought I had met this guy in real life, like through this thing. I always thought he was cute. I just didn't know how to talk to him. Lo and behold, he shows up on a hinge while I'm swiping. I swiped for him or I liked whatever on his profile. And then like weeks pass by and nothing like he never popped up as a match. We follow each other on Instagram. So he's still looking at my stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, he probably saw me and was like, oh, hell no. Like, you, like, not at all. Mm. But I was like, or maybe he hasn't used the app in, like, a couple of weeks. So, yes. like, he came up for you, but he isn't aware that you're even on there at all. Like, mm-hmm. maybe he is one of those people who deletes the app without deleting their account. Like, I don't know. Right. He was or like, didn't yeah. pay for it. Because you can't see everybody, right? If you don't pay for it. Well, if they like you, they, everybody, if you like someone on Hinge, they will, it's in their list of likes. So even Uh, if they're not paying for it, they will see three people at a time. And if they have like 10 people, it just encourages them to quickly make up their mind on the three that they see. Oh, right. You're right. They can see everyone else. So he, if she had liked him and he was using the app, he would have seen it. Um, But I was like, I mean, both are kind of equally the chance of happening. Like you have no idea. No idea what happened. And instead you choose to like live in the fantasy of like it had to have been a rejection when you don't know that. Right. It could have been just like he literally hasn't seen you on there Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And so I don't know. I think it's interesting to think about choosing if you're going to maybe hypothesize about what things happen. If it's equally possible in some situations that it was a positive thing that could have been the reasoning or it could have been negative why not just go with the thing that hurts your feelings least (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's more helpful absolutely you never know what's gonna happen i remember there was again on tiktok there was this trend for a while like being delusional like just be delusional sometimes that kind of that helps you in life because if you're delusional by society standards you can do things and put yourself in places that you would never think to but might turn out that it works out like you never know. So yeah. kind of just like living in that way. That's what's interesting about all of these therapeutic practices is that it literally is so much. It's like surgery. Mm-hmm. You are this way because of how you were raised and what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. But like the best way to be more to basically be able to adapt and survive without having a meltdown all the time mm-hmm. is to literally change the way that you naturally think Mm -hmm. or how you naturally are just completely don't do what comes natural to you being delusional and being like oh he's probably in love with me (laughs) like kind of thing (laughs) that's not me at all and this brings me to this isn't our topic but we're just Mm -hmm. like talking yeah we're talking about attachment styles because yes um part two of uh hannah from seattle story Mm -hmm. is that uh we were supposed to do karaoke and she literally canceled the day of in like and the so, wackiest way. Like it's almost comical. It's clown yeah. behavior. I'm so sorry. And I realized like, I've just noticed even more. Like I talked about this in my like bonus episode or whatever, just like mm-hmm. I, and even in a blog post that I wrote, you can't, really count on people like I don't feel like I can depend on people I've seen a lot of people switch up out of nowhere mm-hmm. and so I notice even when it's a friend that I feel like they like me and we're like good I at the same time when they flake on me or seemingly disappear on me I have it like triggers abandonment issues mm-hmm. and I immediately get really upset about it and it's like my heart starts beating really fast and I whatever it changes I, I just have mm-hmm. this 
crazy reaction to it or whatever. And so it made me literally Google, like, what is my attachment style just to like get more information on it. Mm -hmm. So I took this quiz and yeah, my attachment style is anxious, preoccupied, which just means constantly assuming that I'm going to be abandoned by friends or romantic Mm -hmm. partners and just not trusting anybody. It said that I'm clingy, but I think for me, it's more like I've learned to shut down rather than be clingy. So like if you cancel on me or if you flake or if you stop responding to text messages or you take hours now and I can I'm heightened to the sense of vibes changing. Yeah. But instead of like trying harder, I completely shut down and turn yeah. off mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was wondering, like I w- we were talking about secure attachment because to me, I was like, oh, somebody who's secure is probably just like very normal which is Mm. the the truth is that they're secure because obviously like attachment styles are about your how you were raised Mm -hmm. and then how that's influenced how you react to relationships platonic and romantic Mm -hmm. um and secure people just always had their parents there and were constantly reassured and just had Mm -hmm. mostly positive experiences with both parents Mm -hmm. So whenever in that situation, if they are flaked on by a friend or a romantic partner or whatever, they don't have feelings of abandonment. They're just like, oh, okay, whatever. And they move on. (laughs) Like they might still shut down and be like, okay, I'm not going to try that talking to that person anymore. But they don't have such an adverse emotional physiological reaction to it. They're just like, oh, weird. Mm-hmm. moving on mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way that you I mean anyways the things that you could do to just fix your attachment style is basically therapy yeah. and it also said like telling people what your attachment style is mm-hmm. so that they know how you take things mm-hmm. which I'm like I don't like explaining <laughs> and <laughs> I, like, I think like that because yeah, a lot of people are just not literate in that sense they may be like what's that like you can't attach like what's wrong you broke it it's like some people just don't know yeah so i mean but like, like people we're talking about people we're we're friends with okay not just like i don't some- think that you or i would ever <laughs> even be around somebody who'd be like what that oh <laughs> so you broke it grow up <laughs> like we don't know people like that i think it's more that i've just i don't think people i don't know i have again this thing mm-hmm. that's like I don't think a lot of people really give a shit what your thing is. Your problems, for the most part, are yours. Mm -hmm. Unless you're in a committed relationship where you're talking to somebody who's like very much like a best friend level, like you and I were Mm -hmm. like, we can talk about that because I genuinely believe you, your job is to care about me and you do and Mm -hmm. vice versa and stuff like that. Other friends, their job is not to cater to you. It's really, I mean, it's, I'm not wording this. I'm, I feel like I'm telling on myself for the fact that I even said like your friend's job is not to cater to you. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I'm I sure your, your response is probably like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know to. what you, oh, sorry. No, but I know what you mean. I, I don't necessarily think it's like cater I'll be, like, you know, but I think it's like, there's several degrees of friendship. And I think one thing that's really difficult with attachment, especially as it de- forms in develop it develops in childhood is that when you're young and a lot of the people around you are the the age of your caregivers, like you probably have like your parents or other types of caregivers around you. They're all kind of on the same level to you. Like you're a kid, they're like adults. And that's how attachment forms between like children and adults mainly. And everyone's on the same level. And if you have a secure attachment, most likely like you're secure with your main caregivers that you have. So when you are interacting with other people, caregivers, or when you're, when you become an adult and you don't need caregivers in that way, other people who you are like laterally on like the same page with, you're able to differentiate levels of attachment, like levels of, um, I guess, priority in terms of how close these people are to you and what to expect from them. But if your attachment is not as secure as one would be in, I guess, in a secure attachment, it's hard to differentiate those levels because you kind of just, it's like, it's like someone who isn't as close to you, you kind of do perceive them as being like, they should operate in a way that they're close to you, if that makes sense. As opposed to being like, I only know this person, there are proximity in terms of intimacy is not that we're not that close. So I should not expect us to have an intimate relationship because we're not that close. That's not how I view it though. Because with me, I'm like, I just have this base. You should do what you say you're going to do. And if you can't do it, you should feel bad. You should apologize. Mm -hmm. You should probably try to reschedule Mm -hmm. because when you cancel on someone and you don't offer any backups, what that gives is, so you really don't want to hang out. 
I like, agree with that. I you're think cool both exist. with just not hanging out. There are a lot of people out there, and I, I, t- I keep that shit in mind. Like what you said about not everybody's like that close to you. Like people, mm-hmm. there are going to be some friends you only see them like once every few months, and they mm-hmm. have their friends that they're closer to that they see like every week. And I don't take that personally. Like I get it. Where you, you can't be close to everybody, and I don't expect that. I don't expect texts all the time or anything like that. But when it's like a pattern pattern of I'm the one who always initiates plans mm. and you don't. Right, right, right. Or you cancel plans, say you can't make it and you sound sorry, but you give no backup. And I know with this pattern where I initiate shit, you're probably just like, I don't I don't know what you're expecting from me, but because you don't usually initiate anything and now you're canceling with no follow up. Oh, we could do this day, though. I'm like, so then you don't really care about the friend. Friendship. Right. Because like, have you not noticed? I just don't have any friends personally on any level where they always have to hit me up to do something. And I let it rock like that. Mm-hmm. Like I've never <laughs> either I want to hang out with you or I don't like right. either. I care if you're OK checking in on you or I don't care. I mm-hmm. would never. And it kills me when they'd be like, I, I won't even say anything too specific because I don't know who listens to this. <laughs> but, but just like shit like that, that really bothers me and so when it already is like we're not close friends where i can trust you and i think it's just a thing with us i usually used to say like it's an austin thing it's just a millennial thing it's a gen z thing like we are the generations of cell phones and social media so everything is so short attention span absolutely and the life yeah the 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 bookshelf of friendships isn't that long on average it's just not like a lot of us we have like a couple few friends that we've known for years, like, mm-hmm. like a decade or close to it that we're still close with. Mm-hmm. And then we may, may have like a friend that it's been like a couple of years or a few friends like that. And then we have a shit ton of friends where it's like, we were cool in 2017, but by mm-hmm. 2019, we weren't talking anymore. We lost quote, quote unquote, we lost contact or we mm-hmm. faded apart, but it's not usually like that. It's usually more like, it became inconvenient for the friend who did the less amount of work. Mm-hmm. And so then, I mean, I don't know. I just get really annoyed with people. I feel no, like I'm I... slowly turning into an introvert. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel I'm, I've always been an introvert, so I'm there with you. But I also, what you're saying is absolutely correct. And I think that exists at the same time with having different expectations with different people, because there are some things that are just like, I think are baseline. I think integrity is a baseline. I don't think, at least in my world, there is no world where having no integrity is good. I do not think that is a good. And if someone is like not meeting that expectation of integrity, regardless of what level of like closeness you are with that person, if that's not met, then I think that's completely valid to be like, what's going on here and to feel some type of way about it. And like, I think going back to that story with this person from Seattle, that just, I just think that's wacky. I really do not like that has to be too. I mean, I don't know. Did you, we don't have to go into it if you don't want to the whole situation, but I just feel like- I mean, I don't want to go- to like spend like 20 minutes talking about that specific thing like we did last time. Okay. But I agree with you. Like, I think it's dumb, but at the same time, I choose how much weight I decide to put into people because that's what I can control. Mm, I can't control how people act. And even the word integrity is hard because I'm just well aware that absolutes like don't work with words. Your definition of integrity you might view her as not being having integrity. She probably wouldn't say that. She'd probably say like sometimes shit comes up and you can't do everything. Like that doesn't mean I don't have integrity. At least I That's- followed up with you and I told you I didn't just ghost you. Yeah. You know, people view it differently. For me, I've, I'm just different. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of it's funny because I what I was reading said like if you are if your attachment style is anxious preoccupied you have low self-esteem and i often think to myself i'm just a better friend than most people are (laughs) (laughs) i care about people more like i will be thinking about you like there's no way that we can actually be literal friends like we have each other's phone numbers we we've texted we Mm -hmm. have made plans to hang out i know shit about you like we've spent time together like not just getting to know you phase but a legitimate years (laughs) or like several months there's no way that i would just in this specific situation I don't live in Seattle. You know, I'm only here for a week. You know, I have no plans to come back. You know, you have no plans to come to Austin and you flake on the one plan we had and don't give any, oh, well, that's not going to work, but I can do this. Or, hey, let me just come into the office and say, hey, before you leave, like nothing, no level of effort at all. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. for me, that says a lot. Yeah. And I get upset about it, but I don't let myself because with her, like but the difference is she's not really a friend. We don't right. have 
that rapport just yet. So I just bookmark it like, okay, noted. And then I don't respond. I completely stop mm-hmm. because I'm like, there's no point. And your take was like, you should probably voice how you're feeling with, with her. I think so. I mean, but I understand that like you have to also protect your peace. And I think that's like that matters the most, especially if this is not a person who you're going to be in a long term close relationship with where you can, for the sake of the relationship, value her opinion or her feelings over yours. You should always value yours like from the get go. But it just to me and I think we talked about this yesterday, too. It just is really annoying and frustrating. And I think this is my flaw about myself is that I feel like you should know that this is behavior that is not cool with me not in the sense of like hey this is what you did wrong but it's i don't like uh, letting people get away with stuff in that way right does everybody need to know like if you were not everyone if if you were friendly yeah i feel like i feel you don't think it's like a sorry i just want to be clear for you it's not a they should know what you're feeling so at least they know it's more like a i need to tell you how you've made me feel for my benefit like i don't think that I feel like I deserve to get my feelings out to you. Is that how you're looking at it? More so, but it heavily depends on the situation. Like if it's like, like this experience when it's done in such a way that it's like so strange. Yeah. I'm definitely going to say like, Oh, well that's that disappointed me. Cause that was a disappointing thing to do. But if it's something like a person who I just like met for, I don't know, I guess it's tough. Cause I'm also reflecting what we talked about yesterday, but my gut reaction is like, I got to express something i gotta yeah and my response to that was just like but we still have to work together so yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i again whenever i think about if it's worth because i i brought up the trying to differentiate between how you're feeling because yeah Mm -hmm. there was a time where i did used to just drop people very quickly as soon as my feelings were hurt Mm -hmm. and then i matured from that and was like if you really care about this person, like they deserve to know, like give them a chance to fix it or apologize. Right. And yeah, through that, I found some people will not give a shit and they, their ego is just whatever. They're not going to admit to any wrongdoing. And then you're just going to have to move on. But at least because you cared about that person, you know, I did what I could. Right. I said how I felt they weren't receptive to it. Cool. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. or whatever but at the same time there are some people who i just i get so like i'm an emotional person and like my mm-hmm. physiological stuff like heart rate and tightness of chest and breathing is also related to like my emotions mm-hmm. and i don't like to have to confront someone unless it's like absolutely needed because it just does yeah. a lot it overwhelms me sometimes mm-hmm. and so when it's somebody where we're primarily work friends we don't live in the same city and i don't know that if i say how i feel you're actually gonna give a shit yeah. Like, what's the, what am I doing this for? I'm doing it so that you can fix your behavior and apologize and maybe we can be better friends. Mm-hmm. But that's not what you showed me you're even capable of because this yeah. is like the fourth time that she had flaked on me. So mm-hmm. what I'd gotten from her was she's not that kind of person, period, where it's in her character to even think about other people like that. And also, we primarily just work together. We don't live in the same city. So what changed behavior am I hoping to see? Right. And I don't, we don't live in the same city. Right, exactly. And I think it's like, this isn't a situation where it's like, okay, I got to send like a block paragraph text about this is how you wrong me or something like that. And I wouldn't even do that if it was like a dating experience or something like that. I just think that the fact that she said, we got the screwed people, we're all ready to go. We're going to, we can, we made our reservation and oh, we all forgot. We literally all forgot about this. And that's the reason why it's not happening because we all forgot. I was like, yeah, it's fucked up. Whole, but- yeah, this whole sequence. Of, but at the same time, you know what? It's dead, whatever. I just feel like, isn't that a little suspicious? Yeah. In my voice, don't you think? I think I also get wary when, when it's a friend that I don't, like if it's a friend that I'm not going to get to see in person and it's also right. a friend where we don't have a rapport where we talk on the phone, this is a nuanced conversation. So it for me, it doesn't it's useless to just be like to message back and be like, oh, well, I'm disappointed. I was looking forward to this because that doesn't touch on. Yeah, it's not literally this one time and I'm disappointed. It's there is a pattern with you. Right. Of saying all of these things that we will do and committing to things and then very much like an hour before or the day of being like, oh, never mind. I can't. And not for any good reason other than just like very flaky type of things like, oh, I have a meeting. weird. Oh, yeah, I actually can't go. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) Like shit like that, that. That's not a quick. Oh, I'm disappointed. It's like a hey. 
So I'm actually not happy with you because you have a pattern mm. of being fucking inconsiderate and flaky. And I don't like those kind of people in my life. What do you have mm. to say about this? <laughs> that's not something, Put the mic that's in not her something. face. What do you have to say? <laughs> there's there's nothing. That's not something Thought. to text at all. Right. And we're mostly coworkers. So let's just keep it that. Like, I think this that's is fair. the kind of easy thing where it's cool. Like, don't even make it a big deal. Just completely if i'm ever in seattle again i will not even bother contacting you to let for, you know like for real i'm gonna just move on my own with the people that are there that i do actually trust or can mm-hmm. rely on or i'll just do my own thing right so like it's with her it's not a big deal but i just have other friends in austin where it's like oh that you can't rely <laughs> or like depend on consistency from people because you're not super close to them and you're supposed to, i mean to get close to somebody there's work involved you got to keep hanging out you got to see them frequently you got to do whatever mm-hmm. and it's hard to even get to that level with people in austin because they already have their friends that they care about mm-hmm. and like sometimes it fluctuates where you will have a period of time where you're getting close to someone Mm -hmm. and then it'll go down it'll oscillate downwards where like oh now they're too busy to hang out and you're like for me because my attachment is insecure it's like okay i'm taking this as you don't want to be my friend so i'm gonna just stop talking to you Mm -hmm. which should be fine because theoretically that would mean that they would be like oh i haven't talked to her let me hit her up Mm -hmm. but i literally (laughs) sometimes it doesn't happen that way sometimes it does Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just something that i i gotta i gotta work on and i also think that like there's so many factors contributing to that i don't think it's necessarily just like a personal flaw or personal issue i think the city the time like our way society's kind of set up in the sense that it's like quantity over quantity it's like if i can have all these friends and look like i have all these friends and who knows the type of relationships these people are having with this big group of friends it's probably like really shallow oh yeah no i've met people like that they don't have good relationships with all the people that they are quote unquote friends with yeah like, yeah the people in austin who are like that who always have plans and oh mm-hmm. they're the type of people who cancel on you for other people mm-hmm. and who or the day you have plans don't text you back and then at 9 p.m they're like oh sorry i forgot i had to do something else like they're not people that you can be friends with for long they're either people like i mean people like me who again like i take that shit seriously so i can't be friends with them for long i'm guessing more securely attached people who are like oh yeah whatever they're just busy oh when they're free they're free because some people can have friends like that where they're Mm -hmm. like oh sometimes we've hung out like three times in a week and then other times i haven't seen them for like a year (laughs) like some people can handle friends like that i can't it's just too inconsistent for me it triggers me (laughs) Mm -hmm. which i think it's fair too because it's like once you know that about yourself it's like okay I can try to avoid these people. Like I would try to avoid people like that. Cause it's like, that's just tiring. I just don't have time. Like it's imagine so- having the conversation with someone like the, how the article was like, you should, you'd have to tell people how you feel like your attachment style. So they understand how you react to things. I'm like, I, again, I go back to like, I don't think a lot of people really give a shit. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And then what? Like, I don't think the behavior is going to change. I don't think they're going to be like, oh, shit, I have to cancel on Joy. But like she said, she is like anxious, preoccupied. So let me tell her, hey, just so you know, I'm really sorry about this, but I have to cancel. Let's make a new plan on Tuesday. I think the conversation shouldn't be my it should be more like a don't center the attachment style in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe the center should be like, hey. And I think, again, a lot of these conversations just should happen in person. Mm -hmm. But that's why they don't happen. Because if you have a friend who's like too busy to see you, how do you tell them, hey, you're making me feel like shit? Because texting, it makes it it's almost like it it reads as more dramatic when you're like, hey, just so you know, (laughs) we haven't seen each other in a while. You've been canceling on me. And I know what you said. It wasn't personal, but I still take it personally and I still feel really bad about it. Kind of wondering if you still want to be my friend or not. Um, If yes, pay more attention to me, maybe. It's like seen at 10:48 p.m. It's like, <laughs> like no, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they will leave you on red and get back to you like the next day or a day later talking about, "Oh, sorry, just saw this." Yeah, girl, it's not you, just really busy. Hope it. you're good. Like yeah. people don't give a fuck. Like that's why I don't like to open up to too many people because I still feel like for me, I don't take it as I'm not the type of person who's like opening up is me honoring myself and just Mm -hmm. letting people know how I feel because how I feel matters. I don't take it like that. I take it more like looking at how people receive it and being like, if I'm opening up, it's because Mm -hmm. I need 
there to be a change. Like mm. I need you to absorb it and acknowledge it. Like, let's get good. Like let's communicate so that things can be fixed. Mm-hmm. But I've just seen times enough times where like it hasn't fixed anything. Instead you get left on red or you don't get a response that acknowledges any accountability at all. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, damn, I should have kept my fucking feelings to myself. Cause like, Obviously, if they cared, like it wouldn't have gotten this deep. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't need to send this through text if we like had anyways. So I just I I try not to tell people how they're making me feel. I instead talk to other people about how this person is. (laughs) I honestly don't feel like it's bad to talk to other people about people they don't know. Oh, yeah, that's really fine. I I I feel like I don't I don't think that's I, I really don't give a shit about that at all. Even if and you're... then it's like, oh, sorry, go on. I was just no, going to no, say, no, and no. then you have a third party perspective because I don't know these people and I can be like, that's exactly, wacky. exactly. That's and be- because I know that I have this, uh, I'm going to say it a 10th time, an insecure, <laughs> anxious, preoccupied attachment style. Mm-hmm. I know that the way that I feel can be a, a drastic overreaction of what it actually is. Mm-hmm. So to me, it doesn't make sense for me to go to you with this overreactive feeling. It's better for me to bounce it off somebody else and be like, mm-hmm. what you think? Like, is mm-hmm. this, am I overreacting? And right. then that person can ask questions and be like, oh, since I'm neutral, honestly, it sounds like blah, blah, blah. I don't think that they meant anything by it, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. So at least I've complained and gotten the emotions out. I've been told, cool, you're allowed to feel the way you feel. But like, yeah, it's it probably isn't like that. And then I can like the next time I see that person, I don't have to bring it up Mm because I've already decided to like move on from it. That's fair. And I think that like me saying that about like, I just need to get it out. I find that that happens more when it comes to dating relationships. I feel like I'm not afraid to say like, I don't like this. <laughs> Neither did, you know, it may take, it may take some time, but I will, cause it will. And I'm not saying it because at least in the past, I haven't said it because now I want you to change. I say, it because it's like, I'm going to combust if I do not get this out. Right. I've decided that I will never tell a man how I feel unless we are in a committed relationship. <laughs> <laughs> cause they don't care. <laughs> like I've I mean, never, honestly, I've never dated. Point, a guy. I don't care if they don't care. I don't care. That's yeah. even in, when I, I remember being in college, I did that quite a few times in college with people I had no business being with. I look back and I'm embarrassed. I mean, that's your I, 20s. That's how it should be. Yeah. That's how you learn is like that's by true. making those mistakes. And so we're different. Like you, you feel good opening up and speaking how you feel or yeah, whatever, putting it out there. The witch you witch feel like, yeah, I feel dumb as fuck when I do. <laughs> I don't feel uh, like I never walk away from those conversations feeling like, ah, I feel so good that I got that off my chest, whether he was receptive to it or not. At least I said my piece. I don't feel like that. I feel like a fucking idiot no. where I'm like, I should have just stopped talking to him. Like, uh... I should have honestly not even bothered because, oh, well, he didn't care. Like every time I've dated a guy and tried to open a dialogue about how I felt Mm -hmm. zero for like a (laughs) hundred, like zero times has it ever been like Mm -hmm. led to changed behavior or even led to like a a sincere apology Mm -hmm. at all ever. It's always like a Mm -hmm. cricket, (laughs) like a, Oh, sorry. Okay. Or like, I still remember (laughs) I had this casual relationship. Jesus. I should write a book on all the things I've been through. <laughs> God save but, us. I mean, you know, they say like, have you seen the Twitter prompts where they're like, fellas, talk about a time. <laughs> fellas only talk about a time where a woman completely broke your heart and you found yourself crying <laughs> in public. This is a safe space. And then the w- female one that was like, women talk about a time you gave your all. You gave him everything and he still didn't choose you. <laughs> like, I would never tell it like that. Like, you have I, you have to pay me for my pain. It would have to uh. be a book. Absolutely. Or maybe I'll like put it on my blog one day. I mean, no, I mean, oh, maybe who knows. But one of the times I was seeing this guy casually. And again, that doesn't work for me. We, my attachment style. It's Period. just not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> you can't sleep with me and not expect me to have expectations. I will never understand that. The idea that lying. you can sleep with a person, like get raw, butt ass naked and, uh, and think uh, that you can walk away. And this person should not expect a damn thing from you. Like, I don't, I don't fucking get that. So anyway. I've seen this guy the year before the pandemic. How do I get into this? Basically, like it was one of those. It was the same way it always goes, like hot and heavy for the first like few weeks or month. You wanted to hang out all the time, Mm -hmm. consistent, responded to text messages within like 30 minutes, you know, like cute as we got to know each other because that's how it is or whatever. So it was cute. And I didn't want a relationship with him. Um, 
but I did want consistency. And Mm. so we were consistent. And then I guess he started getting his mojo back and he was finding other girls to sleep with, which was fine because I was also doing my own thing. Like we Mm. had talked about it and we would talk about people together. See, it felt mature at the time. We all were talking about women he'd been with the night before and me talking about yeah I thought we were really mature because we would talk about people that we were sleeping with outside of each other and it honestly was great though because like I didn't feel that way about him I didn't feel possessive about him because I didn't want to be with him <laughs> and I just liked hanging I honestly a lot of times that I've been with guys I've just felt like they were my friends mm-hmm. <laughs> I really liked them and cared about them as my friends that I were was physically attracted to or whatever mm-hmm. um, so it was great But it's like, as he finally was able to connect with more women, he stopped becoming as consistent and communicative. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden, seven hours would go by and I would have to, I would text him seven hours would go by and I'd have to be like, hello? And he'd be Mm -hmm. like, oh, hey, yeah, sorry. Like stupid shit like that. And um, yeah, like we would, we made plans to like see a movie and then the day of he just like disappeared. And then all of a sudden, like when I'm asking him to come over, he can't. And oh, we have, we like, we weren't seeing each other every week anymore. It was like, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't like that. I was like, yeah. the, there's no communication. Communication is falling short and I don't know what's going on. And again, my attachment style was like, he's on his fucking way out. So mm. like panic, panic, like what's going on? Right. And so this was one of the times where I stupidly decided to discuss how I was feeling. <laughs> and I was just like, we talked about it. And I was like, I just really want us to like, you know, all I really care about is that we see each other like maybe once a week or whatever. Mm. And he With was no like, relationship. Well, I mean, what is a real? It wasn't a relationship. We weren't committed to each other, but like we'd already been seeing each other like twice a week. So I was like, mm-hmm. let's just like keep seeing each other once a week and like whatever, communicate. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, once a week. That sounds like a regiment. And I was okay, like, Army Reserves. I was like, like we, we've we're doing that already. We're we're already doing that. What so are that, you talking that's about? Like commitment to him. Exactly. It sound he would, and then he was like, "I just don't want there to be any expectations. I'm not having any expectations. I don't think you should have any expectations." And I was like, "Oh, we are not on the same page at all." And he was like, "I'm not on a page. I'm not on anything." Like, uh, like all of a sudden, he was like, "Fucking oh, la 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 la. Oh, I don't. I'm just doing my thing and whatever." And I was like, "No, no, no. I'm on Earth. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't fucking work for me. Like no. I, I can't do." one day you might never talk to me again, but I'm still sleeping with you. Like, don't just cut it now. Like, cut it. Like OT Genesis said, like, fucking cut it. So we, that was the last time we saw each other. (laughs) And he, he left my apartment the next morning. I didn't say shit to him. And he was like, well, if you want to talk some more, like, let me know. And I like never. Yeah. yeah. And then like a month, two months later, he hit me up for a booty call. And I was like, no. Sad. Because and then I spin the block because whatever was working wasn't working or he got bored. Exactly. It's like, so you lost your mojo because the apps, you can only be on fire on the apps for like a month before (laughs) it it all like you can't keep running through people. Eventually you'll run out of people to run through or whatever. So he circled back. He ran through. (laughs) He ran through. Um, He circled back. And I told him I said yes, because at first I thought he just wanted to catch up. And again, I was like thinking of him like. Mm. he's like I we were friends like I'm not I don't feel that way but then when I realized he was he started saying sexual things and I was like oh no I that is not the type of time I'm on anymore I do not feel that way I've not thought about you like that at all like no and then the the next day I thought I was like I should hurt his feelings some more so I was like I'm gonna keep talking about how disgusted I feel by your actions (laughs) I literally was like, hello. And the next morning I was like, hi, I have more to say. Mm. Um, you were really callous and rude about the way you went about this. And honestly, I valued you, you as a friend and I thought you were cool and sweet. And the way you mm-hmm. talked to me last night was nothing like that. <laughs> I just said stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he actually responded and was like, I apologize or something, whatever. Or just not even I apologize. That was that sounds too good. He said, like, sorry. <laughs> he said something like, oh, I, I get it. Sorry. Something like acknowledged it. Which I'll give him a high five for that because I was not expecting him. I That was one of the last times I ever opened up to someone and didn't expect mm-hmm. to hear shit about it. I just needed to get it off my chest. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't just like a petty. I'm not looking at you that way anymore. It was like a actually you were kind of a fucking jerk. Mm hmm. 
by just trying to hit me up for a booty call like that. Like that was never even the way we had talked to each other before. Right. So I was like, why are you talking to me like that? It's almost like he circled back. Like what I should do this time is make it straight. Just about sex. Absolutely. Uh, let me, Push let me take boundaries. out, test them and see how far it was. Go. It was literally him being like, let me take all the humanity out of it and just make it about sex so that maybe this time around she can just bust it wide open when I ask her to. And then if I don't text her back, she won't have any feelings about it. Like, like that type of shit that I'm like, again, like that's not how I am. And that's not how we started this. And that's not how you were either when I met you. So like, Mm -hmm. don't come to me like that. That's super fucking disrespectful. Right. Um, And I liked, I hope that he took that and honestly never talked to a woman like that again, unless they had established that that was how they were going to speak with each other. Right. And I think that that is just like, again, just someone trying to see how far they can go with people because that's what people do. And it's like, I remember someone, or maybe I saw on TikTok, I can't remember. It's like, you kind of, sh- you you teach people how to treat you, which it, you shouldn't have to do with everybody because I still think that there should be a baseline of respect. But if that's not there, people will try to do what they can and see how far they can go and then act as if they weren't the bad guy or act as if they weren't doing anything wrong. It's like, oh, whoa, whoa. Like what's going, like, right. I didn't realize it. Obviously, right. you were testing boundaries because why would right. you just out of nowhere and say things like that? Do you feel like you are getting better at catching moments when people are doing that and like cutting it off when it happens, like not letting people try you or make you stuck in an uncomfortable situation that you don't want to be in? I think so. I think with my most recent relationship asking like, oh, why did you say that? And people are then a lot of people him. It's like, huh? I was like, why did you say that? And then you have to, he had to explain himself. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not about that. I don't like that. And then he got embarrassed. I was like, eh, you should feel shit because why did you say that? Yeah, I love that. I love to hear it. Pushing <laughs> back and making them go, like, make men feel embarrassed. Y'all are not fucking embarrassed, embarrassed enough for me. Exactly. They're not embarrassed enough for me because I'm just like, some of the shit that they do, it's like, how do you have the audacity to do? But it's because they can do it. There's just, I don't know if there's more of women than men out there. I don't know what it is. They, they don't have to, I don't want to say it's not even chivalry is dead. It's just like, they don't have to do much. Women want boyfriends or they at least just want to say that they have someone they're sleeping with. So like, there's no real like boundary or bar or standard for a lot of men. They can find a woman who doesn't care about how he talks to her or what he says, or if he's actually funny or not, or offensive, or if he's like communicative. I don't know. That's why I'm not dating right now. I just, I'm honestly kind of repulsed by men. It just makes me, I think I like the idea of being married, but I don't know how to get there because I just don't want to talk to any man. I don't want to deal with it. I just, I mean, I feel frustrated too. And I feel like, you know, at this point, if it's not what I want, I won't even entertain it. And it's unfortunate that you have to kind of learn to get to that point. And because especially as women, we're not taught the value of like consent and healthy relationships and what to expect and standards at an early age. I mean, some people are lucky enough to be taught that in their homes, but not a lot, especially if you grew up where you all didn't even talk about that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn it through experience and in that process, you're accepting a lot of stuff that you shouldn't, which teaches men who are also growing up, if they're your age mate, that it's okay for them to do that type of stuff because someone's accepting it. It's other girls their age. So before we get off here, I want to pivot really quickly because yes. that reminded me of, so Lori Harvey, this is one of the stupider pop culture things I pay attention to because it literally has no effect on my life. So she, people, it's it, it baffles me. People have a lot of opinions of her or a lot of ideas of what she's like. And I've li- literally heard her maybe say two sentences. Girl, I don't even And like one of them was about her skincare and the other one was about how she only eats 1200 calories a day and works mm-hmm. out like a maniac or whatever. Like, I don't understand. People very much feel like I've heard people call her the female future her and michael b jordan being broken up everybody is apparently somebody leaked that he wanted to be serious potentially get married and she didn't i was like that sounds like bullshit i don't know that Uh, that's true none of us even if it is like a lot of people are like she's the female future and a lot of people are like it's her mom her mom is advising her her mom told her don't you marry that boy like you better break up with him and then there are other people who are like she's actually not interested in relationships she's more like in other words, like a social climber, like she really just wants mm-hmm. to date to increase her social credit. And so like she got what she needed out of him. It's been a year. Let me move on. To which I was like, that doesn't make sense because she was with P. Diddy before him. I know because it's not. Yeah, that's not. I don't think that that is the reason why I think a lot of people are like projecting 
because they see Lori Harvey as this archetype of a woman, especially in this era of femininity coaches and like soft life and what the fuck is that? Girl, femininity whole... coach. Yes. What the fuck With, does that mean? You know, it's it's women who because of this whole there's like this feminine movement that I've seen in the past, like especially since the pandemic on YouTube and stuff where it's like how to be more feminine, how to be more soft, how to do, like, use body exfoliator and have like a French manicure and stuff like that. Basically, just stuff that is like. Girl, if you're going to do, if you're going to take care of yourself, just take care of yourself. Just do that. That's totally fine because I feel like that's stuff that I like to do too. And I like, and I used to like to watch that stuff until it became a whole commodity where people are like selling, like how to become a feminine woman. Like, and they'll show pictures of like Cleopatra. And it's like in the, in in ancient history, feminine women, like Cleopatra. And then they'll pay, like, they'll put a picture of the the woman who played her in a movie. I don't want to hear anymore. Okay. Anyway, regardless, it's people who are posting stuff like that and using her as an archetype for that. And then people who, because of like Michael B. Jordan's history of like only dating white women and all that type of stuff, using that. Is that even confirmed? I don't know. Actually, I didn't hear about that until people were talking about it. I didn't know that as like a fact. I don't we know. Saw him on a yacht. Oh, I, re- I remember when there was a yacht party he was at and there were only white people or white women there. I remember that. And that's what started the whole because he I mean, he gives that vibe that he he yeah. act, he there's something about him that just gives that. Is it Jay so Ellis pe- vibe? I mean, Jay Ellis didn't even have the vibe. I just had to be surprised and disappointed by him. But it's You're right. I think ever since I found out, I started seeing it. You know, it was speculated that him and Lori, it was just like a photo op thing. Like a, it's good for both of their careers because it be it happens in Hollywood where your agents get you together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's to promote the movie you're in. Sometimes it's just like, hey, we have more power if like you post me and I post you. People love a cute couple. Mm-hmm. And with in regards to Lori Harvey being like the picture of femininity, I just look at her and I'm like, she doesn't look like a real person. I don't think I've ever seen a photo of hers that didn't look like it had a filter on it, even mm-hmm. if it didn't. It just she just doesn't look real to me, like mm-hmm. a real person. And all I can think is like, even if you could figure out how to look like her. That's just too much damn work. Like I don't yeah, for the fucking need person to, who goes to work. I don't, I don't want to have to do a fucking two hour regiment every morning and every night. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to starve myself and I don't want to have to like I don't want to have to always be concerned about what a man thinks about me in regards mm-hmm. to how I look. Like that's just too much fucking work. You do all that work to be so gorgeous and you attract a man who really is just there because you're gorgeous. And the minute you slip up, the minute you give birth and you can't shed the pounds, Mm -hmm. the minute whatever happens and you're not perfect anymore, he loses interest. Like that's a possibility. Like, why Mm -hmm. would you? I don't I just don't I don't like the idea of having to look perfect and that being your brand. So I've never understood it with her because literally no personality. We don't know what she's like. We don't know what she values than that she looks perfect the mm-hmm. pinnacle of femininity which is such bullshit it's just so dumb it's like, so annoying people started saying that she's not even fully black i don't know what she is i thought she was fully black because i, mean, I don't know that sounds like the self-hating anti-black shit where people absolutely are like, oh she gotta be puerto rican or mixed with something else because how else is her, is her hair that silky and how does she look so perfect she can't it's a wig, be- obviously i mean i don't know that it's a wig i don't think it oh, is really? but i Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, have, I, I don't know. But I honestly, when I see like a man who's like super masculine and then he's with a woman who's like super feminine, I'm just like, you're gay for real. Like, <laughs> I mean, something about me is just like people just can't exist in such strict binaries. It's just mm-hmm. weird to be like that level of feminine where it's like, would it kill you to wear a pair of jeans that don't <laughs> fit perfectly or like oh, to wear a T-shirt that's not perfectly ironed and whatever? Like, would it kill you to actually just look a little sloppy or to just like not try to look pretty every second of the day? And a man who's like coupled up with a woman like that and all their photos are her being the pinnacle of femininity. I'm like, you're with this because you were brainwashed into thinking that this is what you should want. And you probably mm-hmm. don't want this. <laughs> It's just so funny that there was a video of this girl who's like, as your femininity coach, this is how you should act if you get invited to a section. And she got invited to a section or like she mimicked like she was getting invited to a section and she sat down, her legs crossed her hands like this. And everyone's like, no one acts like that. Being a feminine per- woman is not like getting invited to a section and just being like this in the club. Like who acts like that? And it's like, that's the air that that's the type of air that it's giving because it's not real. It's selling stuff to mm. people. It's basically, that's what it is. There's nothing wrong with just literally being yourself. 
health, but we don't know who Lori Harvey is. So we don't need to cast any aspersions on what her motivations are and what she's doing. Cause we literally don't know up until that whole Pilates thing. I never heard her say a word. I mean, I don't follow her, so I don't know if she talks in her stories or whatever. Maybe she does. And it's just that these few things have gone viral. I just don't have much interest in her because I just don't know. At least Paris Hilton was interesting. Like she (laughs) went into acting. She had a reality TV show. Mm -hmm. This girl's a socialite, but doesn't do anything. So I I just brought it up because I was thinking about how, like, you know, when we think about strategically dating and being wise and knowing when to leave and get getting what you need out of a relationship. I'm like, she's the number one person that people use that as an example of. And I don't know why, because I mean, yeah, she's dated a lot of famous black men mm-hmm. and just kind of hopped around with no real rhyme or reason. And I guess that's why people think that it's like strategic. I guess so. But I mean, she there's probably a reason for it. Like, who knows? Like people are making all these claims about like if like, let's say he did want to make things more serious and he was going to propose to her and they had a conversation. She was like, I don't want this. There could have been a million reasons why they, they it wouldn't have worked out. Maybe they weren't compatible. Maybe they had differences in values. Maybe she never wanted children and he did. Maybe, you know, she's Christian and he's not like, who knows, you know, but it's all just because they broke up. It's turned into this. Oh, she's the female future. And look at Michael B. Jordan at the basketball game looking like he's going to cry and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I can't speculate as to what it was with them. With her, I think it's just I think we're used to seeing black women like stay with situations that don't benefit them or don't work like, oh, he cheated on me. We're back together. Oh, like I'm not being treated well, but I'm still here. Oh, I got pregnant. Like people applaud her, I think, because she didn't get pregnant by future and. I mean, that's great. They like flew out her her and her friends to Jamaica for her birthday, like all expenses paid. So they very much view her as like she's young, Mm -hmm. but she's not fucking stupid. Like we're used to seeing women be like Mm -hmm. she goes in. She's just there to look cute and spend your money and accept your gifts and then move on. There's never any feelings posted on Instagram about being salty or hurt ever. Like there's Mm -hmm. never any shade thrown. She just moves on. And like after a week or two, she's with someone else. So I think that's why people assume that there's got to be some sort of strategy because how else at that age can you just know when it's your time to go and leave gracefully when a lot of people her age and people out in the public eye can't help spread the business or try to smear this person like we know that Quavo and Sweetie broke up because he cheated because Sweetie had to tell us Mm -hmm. you know like people don't just break up and be like cute about it they usually have to let us know that they're hurt or like that they were hurt or something but yeah we can call the episode Okay. Thanks for thanks for listening to us, y'all. We were just talking and catching <laughs> up, and yes. I hate that I find myself talking about relationships so much, but I don't know. I feel like it naturally comes up. I think so too, and I also think that I mean, I I hope we don't go you know go D with it, but it's also relatable because a lot of people deal with these type of things, but people just don't talk about it in the same and the way that we do all the time. So I think it's helpful, especially the yeah. discussion about attachment, because I feel like that's pretty relevant to what's going on right now my goal is just to be like if you don't have any friends who can give you the real tea and like help you not be stupid listen to me and like (laughs) hear from what i'm saying sometimes you have friends who like kind of push you towards relationships or push you towards dealing with shit that you shouldn't and if you don't have some friend who can can balance that out and be like no that's bullshit or yeah i have dated it doesn't have to be like that Like, if you don't want to do something, don't feel like you need to because society says you have to, you know, date all these frogs in order to get a prince or what. Yeah. Just it can be convoluted, though, about even knowing whether you actually want something or not. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. when society and your friends keep telling you that you should have this, you're like, I guess I want it because everybody Mm -hmm. else seems to be happy and they have it and I'm being told I should have it. But then when you get in, you're like, yeah, I'd rather just be single. This is not it. Yeah, I mean, that's the key is like you have to get to a place where you're like, I'd rather be single. It just, mm-hmm. And I really feel like the when it when you're in a good situation, it should just come very easily. Like it shouldn't even need to be that much of a discussion or anything. So if you already find yourself talking about red flags or complaining about the person you're dating, they're probably not it. And no. so <laughs> just because just you shouldn't have a lot of negative things to say if they're actually who you should be with. Because it's much harder to leave after a while as opposed to just right then and there once you realize that like, eh, you know, because you don't form as much of a bond. But I mean, and I guess that was our deep think. (laughs) I guess so. Leave (laughs) now. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, y'all. Bye. Bye.
You are listening to a Young Hag production.